Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. The asset is a plus, and that's what God is making all of us because we're all, no matter where we are in the kingdom, we're all going into further, to be a further asset to humanity. You see? You know, when you really see earth the way it is, the big circle, and you see 107 per minute go, you see 6,000 per hour go, you see the two locations, and you go through the social media news, and you see this country, and every country lost, don't we? We can see on the earth that God made seven mountains and wants us to rise to rule within them to help what? Humanity, right? And to be a kingdom asset, right? And, and it's amazing what we learn every day when we study. Do you guys learn something new every day like me in the Word? I mean, no matter what I read, it's always exploding. The Word is always exploding and, and it has so many layers. Every scripture we read has layers. So we'll never get to the end of uh, knowing it all. You know, one day I was, you know, because I've been developing this uh, curriculum for years, you know, and it continues past the crown. There's 52 other studies and, 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 and more and more being birthed every day out of me. And, and I said, when does this end? I said, my goodness, you know, when you see a little, when you see a, 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 an animal, maybe a, a German Shepherd, and she has babies, they come out one after the other, right? And then she's done. Is she, isn't she? I mean, you don't see her laying there giving birth to 250 babies. Amen? I mean, there's an end to this. My goodness, right? And so, so anyway, so the thing about this German Shepherd, it has the puppies, right? And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll go through the social media. I love to watch the animals because they're created. You know, I used to hate going to the zoo because it was so boring. <laughs> Until the lights came on and I said, my goodness, look at all he created. I mean, like each one of us look different. We're personalities different, right? And, uh, and, and, and you're all so precious. You come into my mind all week long and I pray for you. I don't know if you ever feel my prayers. But always know there's someone praying for you. It's me. And Jesus prays for you too. But, but the bottom line with this, giving birth to all these studies, I said, God, I said, when does this end? He said, it never ends, Annie. He said, you'll always be learning. I said, what? He said, you'll always be learning. I said, no. He said, yes. And you'll always be studying. He said, what is it? He said, what is an international evangelist going to be studying? Vogue magazine? Come on. The international evangelist is going to be studying uh, the fishing magazine. I mean, you might look at fishing, right? And we might look to see the fashion, but we're not going to be, we're going to be studying the word. A, a, a true uh, fivefold office, apostle, prophet, pastors, teachers, evangelists. They're studying the Word of God eternally. You're going to be an eternal student, and you'll never get to the end of all knowledge. 
Do you know in heaven they're learning? What you do on earth, you carry into heaven your glory and your honor. And you'll be taking that and carrying that with you all eternity. And you know how fortunate we are that we got started on earth? But don't stop growing. Amen? Don't stop growing. And the crown has 73 lessons plus another 52 plus whatever God is able to squeeze out of me like a tube of toothpaste. Amen? Amen. And so we never know it all. We learn from each other. I, you know, we, I, I'm constantly learning and growing. And when we think we've learned it all is when we get in trouble. Amen? We're going to go in to do the works of Jesus. We're going to see the dead raised and the sick healed and et cetera, et cetera. But you and I, if we ever stop studying this, then we'll run into problems. Okay? This is where many leaders have fallen because they didn't study. But when you do go through the crown program and you do get, you know, you're finished, you'll be able to take that information and be of what? Kingdom asset. Amen? Even further. Because we're supposed to be teaching others, aren't we? And reigning and ruling. Joseph went through his, his chiseling and his, all the stuff he went through with God to get to a place to benefit others. And, and when he got to that place to benefit others, was he benefited? Anybody know that answer? He benefited by saying, yes, Lord, I won't break the prison bars down. I won't write graffiti on the prison walls. I won't cuss out the people. I won't have temper tantrums. I won't cut myself. I won't tear off my clothes and roll in the ground like, you know what I'm saying? Because if we don't get something we want, sometimes we throw a what? Fit. But have you noticed that when we get over ourselves, that and we do what God says, then there, there's the reward. Amen? Isn't that true? It is true. Isn't it? It's just true. It is true. It's true. Anybody have kids in here know that. It's like, listen, cutie pie, you, you settle down and mommy will get you a McDonald's cheeseburger. But if you don't, you're getting three spankings, you're going to bed. Right? Well, God is the same way. Isn't he? Yeah. So, but, but Joseph was able to profit others. And in that, he was rewarded by Almighty God because God is not a man that he should lie. He will reward you. Amen? Whatever you, you know, and we struggle with God sometimes. But if we let God win. So I just want to encourage you to continue your studies. Amen? To be a kingdom asset. Amen? Because only the people that put forth the effort get the prize. Many run in a race, but only one gets the prize. Many are called you know, but few God chooses and crowns into their place. Amen. And he's not going to crown anybody that hasn't gone through their studies. He's got enough messes to clean up by people that don't even know the truth that are preachers. Amen. Can we agree with that? It, it, all we have to do is, is look at, uh, <laughs> look at culture. Culture is a mirror of the church. God is not happy. I guarantee you. We can all improve, amen? And we have so many churches that don't preach the truth. They preach, you know, what's easy. We have gay-affirming churches. I mean, they all go and they feel better about their sin, amen? Which reminds me, headline news. Teen driver in crash killed. 
last night. Teen driver and crash killed. I wonder where he is. I always think about this. He's in heaven or hell, and he's there forever. If he went to hell, he's there forever. I mean, forever on fire. Has anybody ever had a hard year? Anybody have had a, had a harder time than a year? Anybody gone 15 years a hard time? Anybody there? I have. I'm on number 17. Amen? God chisels you. He refines you. And he refines you in the fire because he wants faithful leaders. And he will test you. And he will strip you. He will make you. Amen? And when we surrender to him, though, what, where, what are we going to do? Peter said, well, what am I going to do? Go back to Satan? You know? He, Jesus said, Peter, I prayed for you. That, you know, because Satan asked to sift you as wheat. It's like, well, that's nice. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the memo. Thanks for the email. Thanks for the text. Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. What if you got a text like that one morning, princess? You know? And it's like, well, gee, Jesus, what, what, you know? And Peter's like, well, bring it on because where am I going to go? You're the one that has the words of life that's in the book of John. Where am I going to go? Just let God skin you and let God refine you, right? Because the outcome is going to be good. Because God is holy. God is perfect. God is sinless. But this teen driver was killed. Yesterday I was in the gym working out, and I had been noticing this young boy many times. He's a homosexual. And I had talked to him. One time I told him just out of the blue, he didn't know me, and I said, uh, God wants to introduce himself to you as the creator. And he just didn't know what to say, and he walked off. Well, he came up to me, I guess it's been about three or four months, and he said, are you still religious? I said, I wouldn't call me religious. <laughs> I said, I'm the farthest thing away from religious. I said, but I am a Christian believer in Christ, the creator, the one that made heaven and earth. And, you know, so we got to talking. And I told him, I said, if we don't repent of our sins, whatever they are, we're not going in. And uh, he said, but I'm young. That was his excuse, but I'm young. And you know, as I pray for you, I see a calling to youth. I see a calling to youth. As I pray for you, God shows me that you have a huge calling to bring you the youth into intelligence in Christ. I don't know if this registers with you. Does it? Okay. So this is what I've seen for you. And uh, I usually, God always shows me so I know how to direct you, amen? You know, in that need. So he usually always shows me where you're going to be so I know how to point you. And I like that because, it, you know, it's like almost, it's good to know. It's good to know. This young kid, he says, I'm young. And I said, well, the Bible in Hebrews uh, chapter 9, verse 27, it reads, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. So we know these people, you know, tonight, there's 107 a minute, going to be leaving, 6,000 per hour. And we got Hebrews 9.27. And it is appointed unto man once to die and face the judgment. We talked about the judgment last week. Who was not here last week? Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I really believe this story is worth repeating. I heard an international uh, evangelist speak, 
And uh, she said she was at dinner with her husband and they were in a restaurant and her two little children. And she was watching her husband leave and to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, boom, everything went black. And she stepped into the presence of God. He can do this anywhere because he's what? Supernatural, right? We forget that. And he said to her, what did you bring me? Do we ever think about that? What did you bring me? But see, this was kind of like a, a, a rehearsal or a, a, a beginning a, a, of an exam she was going to have at the judgment seat. It is appointed us once to die, and then we're going to face Christ, and he's going to say, what did you bring me? And uh, she, he flashed her life in front of her, and she saw herself and demons around her distracting her all the way through life in doubt, unbelief, and anger. He said, there's great loss. You have great loss of reward. And, and your reward is forever. <laughs> so when we get to heaven, our reward is set. I don't want loss, do you? This is serious. The judgment seat of Christ. Okay. So we don't want to get too distracted that we don't study the word, focus on what God has asked us to do here. Amen? And uh, that really, that testimony, I sat there, and I must have, was like, for like an hour. I was, I was frozen by the Holy Spirit. So once to die, then the judgment. So we must always live clean and ready to leave. You know, every so often I'll say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Wash me. And the blood, you know, for just things along the path at attitudes. <laughs> you know, I can have an attitude, you know, and I can get emotional. But God's like, it's okay, you can talk to me. Okay? And, and, you know, when we get it out with God, we won't act it out somewhere else. That's why he's called the counselor. So you might be driving in a car. You don't need to be afraid to tell God, you know, this is how I feel. <laughs> I mean, there's many nights I was angry with him, but he wouldn't let me fall asleep until I got it out. It's like almost like a, a you know, if you had a, a pimple, you have to open it up and let it out for it to heal, you know? <laughs> I mean, not that, I don't know how else to say it. You know, we have to take the trash out so we don't act out because many people feel like they, they're too afraid to talk to God and tell them how they feel. Then they're at the bar. They're afraid. Well, I don't want to tell you how I feel because, you know, so uh, we'll just pretend I'll be the actress. So we then, then they go to the bar to have the highball, and then they're pouring it all out to the bartender. That's not the way to do it. Amen? You, we got we to gotta unload to God. That's right. Take the trash out so we don't act out. Amen? So we don't act out. Maybe we should put that on a T-shirt. That's that's that would be a good one for you to preach, wouldn't it? <laughs> Because we all have to do this. I am not, I am a human being, okay, that is trying her best to do it right. Yeah. Do I ever get upset? Are you serious? I should get a little jar and put a penny in every time I do get upset. And get, you know what I mean? I would carry our pennies in and see who's got the biggest jar. Does life ever have frustrations? <laughs> do you ever get frustrated? Oh, come on. It's like, shh. but you know, that polishing, he's going to polish you like a stone. 
And in that polishing, he sometimes puts us in those situations where he knows it's getting to you. And it's like, you can do this because I'm growing your patience. I'm growing your forbearance. The kid is screaming, God. The kids are screaming in the backseat. Yeah, but I'm giving you more patience and having more mercy. See, I'm growing you in the need. He's always going to grow us. He grows me every, every day. And then he gives us a break, right? Thank God. What if we didn't get a break? Sometimes I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful some days. When it's time to turn the light off and I can go to sleep. I'm like, glory be to God. I don't know about you, but, but the minute I wake up, there he is. He's ready to go. He never runs out of energy. He never has a, he never has a dull moment. He's always ready to go, build, do, conquer. And you're like, I just want to go relax at the beach. And you know, I'm about ready to. Because we do need to take time for our mental health. It looks like you've been at the beach. You look beautiful. But, uh, and I've been praying for you. And uh, so he's raising her up as well. Amen? <laughs> so, but, but this kid at, at, you know, this homosexual 23-year-old at, at the gym, he was talking to me and he's like, well, I'm young, so I have an excuse before God that I'm only 23, and I can continue in my sin because I'm young. I said, well, where is this in the Bible? He said, well, I don't know. I said, do you read the Bible? He said, well, no. I said, okay. We got to get it, get it out, scrub it out, scrub you. Amen? Because that's the only thing that cleanses us is the Word of God cleans us, right? Like soap and water. But uh, the book of John is very clear. John 3.36, it says, He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believes not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. <laughs> we talked about God and his two sides. He's got love and forgiveness, and then he's got wrath on sin. And he doesn't want to pour out his wrath, but you're going to get his forgiveness, or you're going to get his wrath. There is no way we can get around it. Have you ever heard people say, oh, God loves everybody. God's, God's cool with you. God's cool with you. It's like, I don't know. Louis has a bar. What's on Louis if he owns a bar? And he's polluting the planet. Wrath. Because wrath is on sin. God's mercy and God chases the sinner. So he doesn't have to pour the wrath, right? I've seen the face of God, his wrath. It's in one of my books. Maybe, I don't know which one it is, but he was in the back seat. Drive, and I was driving across town because I was running from him and going to a place I shouldn't have been. And you know something? I, I felt this boot. That's why, I got, you know, my next book, Boots and Lipstick, I felt a boot go up my rear, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and it was like, oh, my God. He said, get back to the house. I'm not done with you. And he was doing inner healing. Well, inner healing meant that I was seeing snakes everywhere. And he was casting them out, showing me what was in me. I don't know about you, but it wasn't a pretty sight. In the news the other night, it, it, uh, this woman in another country, she woke up. She felt something kind of you know, rubbing up against her in, in her uh, sheets. And she turned the light on, and there was like a 10-foot snake about four inches in diameter. Isn't that gross? And you know it is gross when God shows you what is in you. 
Because when we sin, he gets in. Sin will bring him in. And when you write that word down, Satan, in. Satan, in. And see, when God, you know, you come into the kingdom over here, he wants you up top. He wants you free, wise, ruling, rewarded, having a good life. He doesn't want you to live in the lower region of Christianity where I sin every day and I don't think anything of it. They don't go anywhere. They go in circles. And they're mental, mentally tormented. Just like this young kid, I said, you're mentally tormented. I said, because the devil has access to you. But I'm young. It's a, you know, just the mentality. But anyway, I said, I, I got to go. I'll pray for you. See you later, right? But uh, we plant the seeds and, you know, we do our best and, and you know, about right. And I uh, walked up to a Muslim the other day in, in the gym. And uh, I don't know what, you know, this evangelistic mode just took over, you know. <laughs> and I was talking to her and I said, what is your name? And she said, my name is Naimi. And I thought, oh, like Naomi. But it was Naimi. And she's in her black things. And, you know, I told her my testimony. And I said, I just wanted to share with you Jesus Christ. And the fact that uh, I want you to check out the Bible about eternity before you leave this earth. Because if you don't you're going to regret it. Well, I haven't seen her since. But you know, some, <laughs> well, princess, I'm not there to, you know, take her shopping. I got to tell her, I don't know if I ever see her again. You have to be led of the Holy Spirit. Well, I can't, God. He said, be strong and courageous, right? And sometimes we have to do hard things. If we're going to be a kingdom asset, we're talking about being a kingdom asset. And we are only a kingdom asset as long as we surrender and, and, and let God teach us things. And we remain teachable. Amen? So I have a question for you guys. Where in the Bible, if anybody knows, does it record that a homosexual will not enter into heaven? Does anybody have that answer? Yeah, yeah it's, it's in the Bible. But uh, it's, it's actually located in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Everybody can turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 10. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, what does that mean? If they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, where are they going? There you go. Be not deceived, neither fornicators nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. And the Greek word for effeminate is malakos, and it means homosexual. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. It's pretty black and white, isn't it? It's pretty black and white. Well, now in our in our United States of America, the land of the, what do they call it, the home of the brave and the free. They're trying to outlaw people that speak of the Bible. They're trying to get us to be arrested and et cetera through the laws. It's not going to happen because we have a constitutional right of speech. Amen? Amen. But they don't like to re be reminded of their future. But we're here as light of the world and salt of the earth to declare what God has stated. Amen? And we have to do that until the day we're, we're gone. You know, I was thinking about Peter, 
today as he was uh, being taken and dragged to be hung upside down. He didn't deny Christ, did he? He, he, he said, I refuse to be hung like my Savior, and they had to hang him upside down. But he didn't on the way say, get mad at God and, and say, never mind, I'm not a Christian, amen, and back out. He went ahead and, and Paul, when he was beheaded, he didn't back out on his stand for Christ. And they loved not their lives unto the death, Revelation 12, 9. Amen? Amen. That's, the, that's how we're supposed to be as Christians, that no matter what happens to us, we don't deny Christ or walk away from God. Amen? Amen. And so that's the tenacity we must have as Christians. We can't be flakes and walk, walk away from God because Satan will always try to sift. Satan asked Jesus for Peter. He said, and, and Jesus said, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Sifting, the pressure cooker. Okay, and he comes in to, to, to taunt you until you explode and you walk away and do the wrong thing. And this will be going on until we leave. <laughs> Seasons of sifting. Seasons of trying, amen? And you can almost feel it, can't you? It's like, and you got to bring yourself down. Well, it's, it's not God doing it because God wants to comfort you. Anybody been sifted this week beside me? Okay. All right. It's not a shame to be sifted. It's a part of being a Christian. I mean, if we're never got an issue, I wonder, are we really serving Christ? Because they do come against the Christian. I saw, I saw the kingdom of hell when God took me into hell in one section. There was the principality and there was these other demons and they were giving each other the high five. I was standing, up, I was standing in their dominion. I was like, oh my goodness, because God will just stick you anywhere he wants to. <laughs> for you to learn, to know, and to give, amen? And he does that to me a lot. And they were coming up on this escalator, and it was a, just a, a pad. It didn't have any sides or anything, and they were standing up, and this thing would bring them up. And they were looking at me, and they were giving each other the high five. They, they, they plot against the Christian. Go take her joy today. Try to take her job away. Try to get her in a car wreck. Try to bring her down and tell her God's not going to do what God's promised. She's going in his image and likeness. <laughs> Amen. I mean, God already told me her healing is in her obedience. To study his word and know him so that she can then be sent by God. Amen. You know, in the book of Isaiah, it says, send me. And God's like... Why should I send you when you don't even know me? When I started teaching this class, I realized it first started off evangelism. I was just going to teach evangelism, but I realized nobody knew Jesus. The full Jesus, the sword, you know, the goodness, the severity, the, the, full, the full Jesus, not just the Jesus that is sugar, but we need to know the full Jesus. That's that's our boundaries and our safeties in Christ, right? <clears throat> Just to turn and spin this a minute. Genesis 2.2 in the Hebrew Bible reads, And he is finishing Elohim, 
they call God Elohim in the Hebrew language, in the day the seventh work of him, which he did, and it, he is ceasing in the day the seventh from all of work of him, which he did. So six days God worked, and the seventh day God rested. And so we know that God finishes things in how many days? Very good. Now, have you heard it taught different? In seven days? See, we're always learning, aren't we? No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it, the, the number of completion is six. And then the seventh day he rested. Isn't that interesting? I was thinking about this. What do you think God did on his day off? <laughs> Anybody got any ideas? Marveled at his great creation. Maybe he sat back and had a chati latte or a caramel macchiato. Who knows? He did make coffee, you know. I mean, God is God. You know, he made food. They eat up in heaven. He's going to have a marriage feast. You know? God made uh, love and romance and children and flowers and air and wind and uh, jogging and exercise and healthy smoothies and computers and planes and trains and automobiles. And, you know, there's many Christians he wants to drop, boom, an invention in their brain and, and work it out, right, to be a benefit for the kingdom with his name on it. He's really interesting, God. So, but I, I just was wondering, did he visit all of the oceans he made? There's five of them. Did he scuba dive and go look at all the fishes and the colors and the fins and how they breathe in their little lungs? I mean, and their eyes. The other day I saw an owl. And I said, look at this thing. It was so beautiful. And it had those mustard green eyes. And when it, it just looked at you like that mustard green eyes, and when it went, it was blue. Blue eye, mustard green eye. Blue eye, mustard green eye. I said, this is unbelievable. I said, you made colored contacts. He said, you think? Isn't that neat? He's the inventor. It's just amazing. Because did nothing... Like the atheist, well, I don't believe in God. It's like, okay, so you believe nothing created everything? Nothing made everything? <laughs> really? But I want you to remember that for the atheist you run into, okay? Because that really makes him think, amen? Nothing made everything? <laughs> There's a lot here, right? And I thought, well, did he snow ski? Because he made snow. Did he parasail? Because he made the wind and the fun and the colors. Did he boat? We know Jesus loved the water. You know, he was always on somebody's boat or on the water side, wasn't he, Candace? Did he play golf? You know, he made recreation for us. And um, I was just wondering what your thoughts might be on that. But I thought that was really interesting that six is the number of completion. And seven is the day of rest. Here's a thought I wanted us to think about tonight. The Bible is a sea, just picture a sea, of endless and eternal wealth. One dives into, so picture yourself diving into this and swimming, into which has no shore. 
Now you look around, you come up for air and you're swimming in this beautiful, incredible sea. And you come up out of the water and you're looking around, but there's no shore. There's just water all around, all the way around you. And so we just keep swimming within it. It's like the Bible, an analogy of the Bible. <laughs> we just keep swimming in it and finding its incredible be- beauty on a daily basis because he's the God of revelation. Amen? He, he reveals himself to those who seek him. He's the God of revelation. Not just the book of revelation, but he is the revealer of himself. But you know, it's almost like he wants to be known intimately by each one of you. But if I had somebody that said they were interested in me, but they never came to me, they never talked to me, they never asked any questions or they never wanted to be in my presence, I wouldn't really believe that. I don't think you want to get to know me, right? And uh, I wouldn't run after that person and reveal all these intimate and, and more and more revelation about myself to somebody that wasn't even interested in me. See, we can have levels of relationship with Jesus. Isn't that cool? Levels in your relationship. Do you talk to Jesus about how you feel about things, what your desires are and things that, you know, I mean, just talk to him. Just go out and maybe have a coffee or just take, go to the park by yourself because as, you're in charge of your home. You're in charge of your wife and your children, and sometimes that can be a pressure point. But you're not supposed to be pressured. So how do I do this? How am I going to have an international youth ministry and not feel pressure? How am I going to be an international teacher counselor and not have pressure? How am I going to be an international uh, ambassador of Jesus with the healing ministry if I and not have pressure? How can I be worldwide missionaries and not have pressure, Annie? I mean, are you, is this a fantasy? It's like, no. It depends. You know, I've walked many miles and I've done much work for Christ through all kinds of things and some things very hard a major persecution in my life, as you can tell by my books, my, my personal books. <clears throat> and how have I handled the pressure? How have I handled the pressure? Knowing who he was. You know that picture I gave you with Christ holding the ball? Mm-hmm. Knowing who he was. He can handle anything and everything because the whole earth. You know that song, he holds the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. You know, it's like, but do we really think about it? Do we believe it? Do we believe he has the whole world in his hand? Or, or do we look at him and go, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, Have you seen your earth lately? He's like, yeah, that's why I'm raising you up. You're going to be a kingdom asset. Okay. <laughs> And a big one at that. 
because all power is mine, he says, all authority is mine. And so, but do you ever build that personal relationship outside of studying? You know, there's a time for everything. There's a time to study, and then there's a time to just walk with him and let the wind blow in our hair and talk to him. Amen? Or go look at a turtle. <laughs> go look at a duck and look at the way its nose is shaped and the colors. And, and look at the trees and just relax. Because we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of studying to do. But if we don't take time to the side, just with Jesus enjoying something, we're going to, the devil will drive us into the ground. <laughs> you know? Okay? And it's very important to take time. You know, it's, it always says in the Bible that Jesus went early to pray. He didn't get down on his knees and sweat blood every day. I mean, he's talking to his dad. He's just, good morning, Lord, you know. Good morning, Father. You know, talking. He went to talk to, to his dad, which is God, which is your dad. Your dad is named God, too. Your dad is God, and your dad is God. And there's nothing we can not talk to him about or cry it out or express herself. Or Jesus always talked to his dad. He wasn't always rallying up the city to get saved or healing sick or passing out a de demon. He took time, intimate time aside for his father. And there's levels in that relationship because if we are all going to be just the book and we're going to be stale as far as intimacy, we're not going to last. Because it's like in a marriage. If you never talk to each other, you just ran the house and the business and everything else. The nanny, the cook, the, you know. Because I had that kind of life. It's like two ships passing, you know, but I was in charge of this big entourage. But there, the intimacy, where's the intimacy? Where you can sit down and enjoy a iced tea or coffee or water? A sunset? Do you guys ever take time to just sit, on, sit and look at the sunset? Not everything has to be done in a minute. We live so fast. We live in such a hurry. We swallow Advil. We have swollen shoulders. We want to go to the massage therapist when we can afford it. When we can't, Jesus is like, why don't you relax and sit with me and I'll take, I'll take the pressure off of you if you let me. Because it's really not your pressure anyway. The battle's mine. Have we ever read that in the Bible? The battle is the Lord's? But we're ready. Get in there, you know. You know, it's like, well, the battle's going to be mine because, you know, you're not moving the truck fast enough. He's like, look here, honey. You better sit down, cupcake, before you knock yourself out. But the devil will try to drive us. And we need to let God refresh us, energize us when we need energized but there's levels of relationship and so if we don't have that relationship with Christ we're not going to be able to sustain the attacks of the enemy and the dealing within the kingdom war because we are in a kingdom war I wish I had prayed for each of you to be able to see the things I have or even more there's something about when you see and then you read it just comes together but I try my best to describe stuff 
But if you could see them and they walked in, because God has appeared in church in the Old Testament, okay? And he was seen in the temple. And it, he was seen in the temple and his, his robe filled the temple. <clears throat> I mean, he's supernatural. But there's something about him is so majestic. And, and these angels are so powerful and precise and skilled and developed and, and magnificent creatures. And that's how God wants to grow us. But along the journey, we do need to take time to be refreshed and to rest. And uh, many things that I speak are off the path that I wrote to teach because of the Spirit of God. I have to go with the Spirit of God. Amen. And so he's talking to someone here, or maybe all of you in particular. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Proverbs 13.4 reads, Proverbs 13.4, The soul of the sluggard, the thoughts in the life of the yearning one, without action, desires, and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent, the highly developed, with great perception, knowledge, awareness, and discernment, shall be made and created by the Creator fat. Meaning, prosperous, smooth, glossy, shiny, and anointed, enjoying prosperity while joyfully being consecrated to God and equipped by Him for holy and sacred use. Isn't that neat? That is in the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, 4. So we have two different types of people. We have the sluggard, and then we have the diligent, right? If we're going to be kingdom assets, which one do we want to be? The sluggard or the diligent? Jen says diligent. That's good. Diligence. What is diligence to you? Anybody want to define that for me? On purpose. On purpose. Somebody that lives on purpose. Good. Prepared. Okay. On purpose. Good. What did you say, Candace? Consistent. Consistent. And Joe said prepared. Anybody else want to? Yeah. Follow through. Integrity. Would that be follow through? Follow through is a good boy, I tell you. Follow through. I know so many people, I hate to say it, but Christians that tell me one thing and do another. They're a ministry traveling all over the world. Yeah, Annie, I'll... It's like, what happened? The ball got dropped. Well, should we have integrity as ministers? Anybody want to answer that? <laughs> should we have integrity as Christians? Yes. Okay. And then we go the step further that you're all called into. Should we have integrity as ministers? Yes. Oh, because what ministers will be held? James 4, 7. So we don't want to mess around with our follow-through, do we? So we're, we're going to take a look, and we're going to be studying on uh, the subject called the polished stone, okay? And we're going to be getting into to lessons on this. Uh, but during your developmental stage, which you're always going to be developed at where you are to the next place, to the next place, to the next place. There's nobody in life that God doesn't want to take you to the next place. Yeah, but I'm already, I'm good, God. I'm good. He's really... You're good. 
<laughs> God, God, that, that's never going to happen because there's always revelation in every scripture, okay? But we're going in that foundation. We're going up, amen? Because we have to get our foundation laid correctly in the full message of Christ. And so, but we're always going to be being developed by Christ. And we learned that there's levels of relationship. And, and with God, the way that he's refining us, he's going to, we're going to have to allow God to take us to the side to rest us. I'm talking really loud here tonight. Because if all we do is ride that motorcycle, because <laughs> we're going to get where we got to go really quick, and we don't ever get off the motorcycle to rest, we're going to drive our motorcycle into a ditch. And we're not going to get up again. We're going to get burned out. We see it all the time, the burnout, okay? Especially in ministry. So <clears throat> we have to say, when God says, it's, you take this day off and I want you to go to the beach. I want you to go to the park. I want you to take a walk with me around the park because uh, I want to relax you. And you just relax. You don't have to perform in my presence, Joe. God is telling me to tell you. You don't have to perform for him. You're not a performer. You're not going to pop out of a box and, and be anything to impress God. God loves you. God has, your, the favor of God is on you. He honors what you've done. He honors your faith. He honors your hunger. You're adorable. But you do not have to impress him. He wants you to walk with him. Enoch walked with God, and God took him. But a lot of people feel in God's presence, they have to impress God. That's the last thing you got to do is impress God. What God wants you to do is obey him and love him and let him make you. And when he does make us, it's not always easy, Princess knows. Can you attest to this? You know that girl. You say amen. Okay. So, but, but, <laughs> amen. I know God has skid her, but, but God is making her. But at the same time, God wants Princess to, to enjoy life as well. That's something about work and enjoy. And sometimes as ministers, because we are driven by eternity and we see the needs of humanity, okay, where we never want to let go of the plow. And if we don't let go of the plow one day, at least, day number seven, what did God do? Rest. We're going to run ourselves into a ditch. And <clears throat> we have to build that relationship with God, not just, okay, when we study, he's there. When we're working, he's there. And he wants to be a part of our recreation too. You know, if we blow balloons or we blow bubbles, he wants to just, he, he wants us to enjoy. It's not all about conquer, you know. We do get up and conquer almost six days a week. Six days you'll work, right? And the seventh day, what? It's like, oh, no, I'm good, God. So if I did it and if you think he's like, I needed to rest, I rested, but you don't. <laughs> I mean, because I really can get on a motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle, I mean, not literally, but on this road, it's... And when God gets a hold of me, he says, Annie, this is not going to get done in a day. And you know, you've seen all the work he's had me to do. It's not going to get done in a day. And you need to rest. You know, when you can't sleep at night, 
there's, it's time to rest. Amen. <laughs> so we want to allow God to, to make us diligent. We don't want to be sluggards because sluggards desire, the Bible says, and they don't get anything. They won't lift a finger. They won't get up to conquer when they're supposed to. But we can get up to conquer when they're relaxed. There's a way to conquer. We don't have to be like this. You know, I was in my closet one day, and I, 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 I moved to this place, and I don't know what the deal was, but one day I w looked into my closet and all my nice dress shoes and everything for work. They, they had, like, this white stuff on it. I'm like, what is this? Maybe something in the atmosphere. And I was in there. I got in there, and I was scrubbing like this, and, you know, just scrubbing in my shoulders and tense. And God, Christ got down there. I could feel him. He said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm getting these shoes. You know, I'm getting these shoes clean. What do you think I'm doing? He said, well, do you have to do it like that? He said, calm down, Annie. Calm down. Just rub, rub the stuff off like this. And I just looked at him. You know. <laughs> but, you know, you know, sometimes we get a project and we want to get it over. We don't want to milk that thing. We want it done. But he's like, calm down. Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for these beautiful people in front of me that you adore. Lord, I thank you that you have taught us tonight that you want to be in all parts of our life. You want to be in the conquering, and you want to be in the adventure, and you want to be in the rest. And Father, I just thank you for refreshing each one of us tonight and blessing us with a more and more revelation of you and every good thing that you have promised us. I thank you that we will receive it from your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Aleron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rielle Ron today at www.rielleron.org.